Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? When the wolf is at your door, you're running so that's for sure. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, 
the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. Hey, we did it, lifers. Guilty verdict. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And of course, I'm talking about David Anthony Burns has been found guilty by a jury of his peers for the second degree murder of Courtney Coco. Oh my goodness. The y'all, it's just been an incredible ride, an incredible battle, and an incredible trip. And I have so much stuff I want to say. I'm definitely raw and unscripted, but I'm going to play some news articles and everything. But just, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for all your support over the years. Patreon and convicts, thank God. And, and I'm still in Alexandria. Y'all, if the sound is messed up, I'm still in a hotel room. For the 10th day today, uh, um, but I plan on leaving tonight when I get done recording this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, this beautiful family, um, Miss Stephanie and Lynn and Michelle, Miss Anna and all the niece. Oh, Mr. Bobby, Miss Stephanie's husband, Courtney's, um, Courtney's stepfather, who, who raised her since she was like eight. And what a great guy he is, too. The and then all the uh, Courtney's cousins and their spouses, and then you know, what a family this family's been through hell, man. 18 years ago, over 18 years ago, 18 years ago, in a month almost to the date, Courtney Coco was found murdered, posed nude from the just nude from a Basically, the belly button down, legs in the air, um, in a sexual position, in abandoned an abandoned warehouse in Winnie, Texas. Oh my God! And that's where the journey began. It's just, it's just a lot. The the, the actual detective that first responded to the scene, Detective Rabelais. Y'all heard me talk to him on other episodes. Congratulations, David. Uh, uh, you know, y'all, I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but he lives directly across the street from where Courtney's body was found. So he's looked at that building for 18 years where that's the only murder case he never solved. Right. And then the family, oh my God, to, to not know who did it and to mess around with the police and stuff for 18 years and, to pass every Christmas, every holiday, every one of Courtney's birthdays, then her murderversary, which is, I hate that word, but it's the truth. The weekend that she went missing was murdered and they've lived it and they breathed it, you know, and way back when, even before I had the podcast, um, Tammy, one, one of Stephanie's, I think Stephanie's first cousin, she and I knew each other from way back in the day. And she reached out to me and said, Woody, my cousin's daughter was murdered and they found her in Texas and she needs help with the case. And y'all think this is like 2014 or 2015, maybe 2016. I don't know. It was a long time before I had the podcast. And so I called Miss Stephanie and I talked to her. I was on the phone and I talked to her and listened to her and heard her story. And I was like, well, you know what? I was doing defense consulting and polygraphs at the time and I told her, I just told her because I'm a bleeding heart guy, I guess. Empathy, right? And the Hustle Makes It Happen podcast told me about that one. 
the um, I told her, I said, look, Miss Stephanie, you go get me the case file. I said that you can do a public information request because it's been more than 10 years and they have to give you everything. I said, so go get the case file. And I'm all the time coming to Alexandria or going to Shreveport or Monroe or whatever, doing testing and defense work. I said, I will stop in and pick it up. I said, I can't make you any promises, but I'll read it. Okay. And, and if I can help you, certainly I'll help you. Wow. I didn't know I was biting off what I was biting off at the time. But Stephanie went into the, to the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office and told them that she wanted the entire case file and that she was bringing in Woody Overton. Well, shit, that's where the, the fun starts, right? They then said, oh, you don't want to bring him in. He's a quack, and, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and we're going to handle this. We're going to get a task force together, and we're going to work this case, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. Well, once again, Stephanie, Courtney's mama, put her faith back into the police. So she just left it alone, and she... She believed, hey, they're actually going to do something now. Well, I'll tell you what they did, and it'll come out later on in all the trial stuff that I'm going to tell you about. But they went and retested, supposedly retested Courtney's blood. And, and again, I'll explain that to you in the trial episodes. But the And it came back but it, that she had everything in her body but Jesus. And, and they were basically, they called Detective Rabelais. They, was, they stopped by and talked to him and told him what they were going to do. And then they called him two weeks later and said, oh, don't worry about it. It's an accidental. Uh, she drank herself to death accidentally, right? Well, I would submit to you that people who drink themselves to death don't drive all the way to Winnie, Texas, and then put their badly decomposed body inside a warehouse with their stripped naked and legs in the air facing the road where God and everybody could see it. It's a sexual positioning. So Stephanie puts the faith back in them and basically worked to disprove it. Right. And, and they had all kinds of information from over the years, but nobody had ever done dick with it. And so finally, it was it was uh, early 2019. I had just started the podcast. y'all. I mean, it was like in infancy stages. And she called me and said, Mr. Woody. And she's just the sweetest lady. Y'all. And, and a lot of y'all have got to meet her at the crew bash and stuff like that. But she said, Mr. Woody. And she was crying. And she said, they've never done anything on my daughter's case. And I got this second toxicology report in that said she was, her blood alcohol was 0.32 or something like that. And she had all this stuff in her, which the first autopsy did not show y'all. And I'll, again, I'm explaining that in the trial because that was a big sticking point in this case. But the, um, this is autopsy was done by Dr. Stephen Norman, who never saw Courtney or, or anything else. And she said, she said, my daughter didn't hardly ever drink. She said she may have drank a wine cooler or two, but she said this report is bull, and and I need some help. And I said, well, you know what? Um, I'm gonna come up there and I'm going to take the case on one condition. I said that's if I can cover it on the podcast. And she said, you certainly can. And that's where it all began, right? So I go up get the case file, read it, and I go to Stephanie's house, and, and that's when we record it, the detective on the phone and all that, saying, oh, they were working it every day, blah, blah, blah. And we had statements from other people that said, you know, they were telling them it was an accidental overdose, including Detective Rabelais. But it doesn't matter. That's where it began, okay? The journey began. I originally had $10,000 that I was going to put up as a reward, but when I got my boots on the ground, me, myself, and I, 
my boots on the ground, staying in the hotels and all that. And the episode war that I'll be dropping for Patreon of convicts this week, that, uh, or as soon as I can, is going to tell you all the things I've never got to tell you uh, about everything from the threats to, to physical things that were done to me, um, especially when I started working Courtney's case. Now, that shit happened, and, and I'm not going to go to it on, on, on this podcast, but it happened to the point where I had to move out of my hotel in Alexandria, and the family got me a cabin in the woods, which wasn't even on a GPS, uh, and I continued to work it. And But I spent that money. And, and time away from my business, the 10000 I had for it, time away from my business, time working in the field, the hotels and foods. And it's like, hell, I've been here 10, 10 days today. And shit, it's not cheap, right? And and every, you think about being in a hotel room and, and three meals a day and whatever, right? But anyway, that's that money was quickly spent. But in six weeks, I had... Because I was causing, uh, um, I was shaking everything up by being here and actually investigating. And the cops were pissed, and the bad guys are pissed, and you know. But in six weeks, I was able to take it from the cold case list. I think it was three weeks. I took it from the cold case list uh, for the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office to the, a case that was actively, supposedly, actively being worked again, and. Within six weeks, I knew you did it, okay? And you never make me change my mind on it. I knew you did it. And again, I'm going to be dropping a series of episodes on everything that happened in the court, every single word. And let me tell you something. Shit happens in court is way better than any movie you ever saw. You better believe I have never been so shocked. And I've done a lot of murder trials. And, and the stuff that happened in this case was just fucking crazy. But... um. Handed over to Alexandria Police Department. Okay, and Detective Tanner Dryden started working it, and you know it goes from there. But the before I get into that, I just want to say again, thank you, Jesus, thank you, lifers, thank you, patrons, thank you, convicts, y'all. This case would not have been solved without you and without your support, and to have the massive, overwhelming love from around the world. Um, and all of the lifers that were able to show up in the courtroom, our, our side was packed. Um, it's just, it, me- it means, it means the world to me, but it means the world to Miss Steffi and that family. You better believe it. So I'm, I'm saying thank you. And I'm telling you, thank you for them. All right. But stay, y'all just stick with me. I know I'm bouncing around a lot, but I want to give you this timeline of what happened and where we're at today. Okay. Please stay with me. It's important. I know this is raw and unscripted, and it probably sounds like shit because I'm in a hotel room, but it goes back to the first one I'm going to tell you about. Okay, so I handed the stuff over to APD. They worked it. They worked it. They worked it. And um, they got to a point where, and I told them straight up, I said, you need to make the arrest now. You got way more than probable cause, and and they didn't do it. And that's when I dropped I got permission from a Stephanie to drop the first episode. Oh, not the first, because I, I did however many episodes on who murdered Courtney and Coco, but I got permission to drop the episode, me, myself, on the microphone. And nobody else 
had the guts to do it. I got on, got on the microphone and I told you everything that I believed happened in the case by calling suspect one and suspect two. Immediately caught shit. And um, Stephanie called me like an hour, an hour after it had been released and said, oh, please take it down. The detective's calling and asking, would you please take it down? Well, shit, you know, their ass was in a crack. And, and Sorry. Their ass was in a crack, and that's the way that was. But I honored her wishes. I took it down. And I said, Stephanie, if they don't fucking do something, you know, if they don't do something, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release it. I want your permission to release it later on. She said, okay. Time goes by. No arrests are made. Now, the problem with that is the district attorney, Phil Terrell, called Stephanie in and the family. Not me, of course. Uh, he's another one that's not a fan of mine. But the they called me in, not me, called the family in, and Philip Terrell told Stephanie, we know who did it, and we are going to make an arrest within two weeks. Well, guess what happened? The two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by. Now Stephanie's starting to call him, right? Won't return her phone calls, and then she's calling a lot. Five weeks go by, nothing. Six weeks go by, nothing. He won't even return her phone calls. Seven weeks go by, nothing. And I'm like, Stephanie, how fucking long are you going to wait, right? And, and and now I'm pissed. I'm thinking they're going to tank this motherfucker. They're going to they're going to bury this case. They're not going to do it. And and then that's when I got the permission to re-release the episode about suspect one and suspect two, and I did it, and uh, uh and it laid out a lot of shit, right? But finally, Stephanie. I, she said, what else can we do? I said, shit, we can, we can go protest, peacefully protest at the courthouse. And, I mean, shit, the man won't return your phone calls. They protest right underneath his office window. He'll be able to see you. And so that's what we did. I'm going to play you this article. And, y'all, all of this is from KLB. And I'm going to tell you something. Brooks from KLB has, has done a fantastic job in this, in this case. I think she is, she is a, a good human being. And I've got to talk to her in court and stuff, but she does her job and she takes it serious. I'm going to play you this. This is what happened on January 31st, y'all. Now, I'll never forget that day because I came in from Lafayette from uh, doing some defense work and a polygraph. And when I left Lafayette that morning, it was hot. And when I got up here, it was cold. I mean, like freezing cold, like almost almost freezing. And Miss Ina Laborde, um, Courtney's grandmother, actually gave me her jacket. This, uh, 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 and I love her to death, Mom. But this is what happened that day. Coco held a peaceful demonstration outside of the Alexandria Courthouse earlier today. The group, which has been fighting for justice for over 15 years, says that they are still waiting for an arrest of Coco's killer. Courtney's mother, Stephanie Belgard, says that she had a meeting with this past November with the district attorney. And she claims he told her that he knew who killed Courtney and would be making an arrest within two weeks. Now, Bill Guard says that eight weeks have passed and there's still not been an arrest and the family is ready for something to happen. I just want them to know that we are not going away. Um, we will fight till the end for justice for Courtney and that we, we just want whoever did this to her to be behind bars where they belong. 
So we reached out to the DA's office. District Attorney Philip Terrell says they've met with the family several times and it's been far too long for the family waiting for justice. Here's a joint statement from the DA, Alexandria Police, and the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office. Quote, an arrest has not been made for the killing of Courtney. We have full confidence in the investigation work presently being performed by both RPSO and APD. If and when these law enforcement agencies gather evidence that they believe pr proves beyond a reasonable doubt that a specific person murdered Courtney, then we are fully confident that they'll seek an arrest warrant. So, y'all, that was on January 31st and we went and we protested and it was a bunch of us with signs and all that and Stephanie called Philip Terrell's office while we were downstairs and, and they told him oh he's out at a funeral right well whatever okay so that happened and based off the fact that he had told her that there was going to be an arrest made now this is January 31st time marches on right and I'm down in Delacroix with my good buddy, Captain Calvin Duvall, getting ready to go fishing on his boat. And so I spent the night before at that at the marina. And I wake up that morning, like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and my phone, I always sleep with, with an airplane mode on, my phone starts blowing up. Guess who decided to make a video about Woody Overton? David Anthony Burns. Check this out. I've been waiting a long time to do this video. But since I'm down here out of town working and couldn't sleep all night thinking about this, I decided that now would be a good time. Facebook Live, y'all. We have a few people out there in this world that think that they can just make up stories, make up their own podcast, make up lies. And for somebody like me that lives in a little small town, a lot of people start making up their own lies the way they want to hear it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. But for the people that created this podcast and the people that lied and I was trying to get money, y'all know who y'all are. I ain't got to say no names. Y'all done mentioned mine enough. I got enough photoshoppies of it. My, my lawyer told me not to bring him no more. I'm coming after y'all. Not physically. Come and hit your wallets. I promise you. Y'all ain't got to worry about who's fighting over the money or nothing no more. Because you're going to have to give it up. You have put my name across a national podcast for no reason. With no evidence. In a small town... Where now you can't walk in the store and buy a piece of gum without somebody looking at you crazy or wanting to swing on you or jump on you. Well, if you want to swing on me or jump on me, go ahead. I'll just add you right to the list because I have plenty of you that have messaged me. And I have photoshot it all, I promise you. Mr. Woody, with your podcast... Ever comment, Mr. Rocky Pillman? Thank you, sir. My mom always told me this town would make me rich. But for y'all to wait for my mama to pass, to throw her in this, yeah, you should have known my mama first. 
Because if I would have did something and my mama picked me up, I would have been in jail years ago. So now let's see how many people go to jail for making up all these lies and rumors. Because you know that ain't just obstruction of justice. That's marshals. That's federal obstruction of justice. Yes. Y'all can make up y'all's little stories, y'all's uh, little false police reports, and y'all's little lies. But the truth's coming out. It's in the lawyer's hands now. Hold on, I got some people. Mike, hey, Mike, hey, Claire. Hey, Luke. What y'all doing? Up early this morning, huh? Hey, Mike. Hey, Claire. Hey, Luke. Y'all up early this morning, huh? I couldn't sleep last night because of all this horse mess that these ex-girlfriend from 15 years ago started. So I just needed something to talk about this morning. So that's it. But people don't realize when they lie to police and make them spend about $20,000 running the wrong way, um, that's going to cost them not only in money and time. They've done told me. Oh, you won't keep making different statements? Uh, we got a couple out there uh, can't even keep their own their own statement. They could write it down and bring it in there with them and couldn't read it right. Who's going to go make four statements if they're telling the truth? I went in there twice. Second time, the cop said, oh, well, you said this the other day. I said, no, I didn't. I said, yes, I told you the truth. I told you what was going on. I told you the next very next thing. I said, what else did I tell you? And you said, I don't know. What did I tell you? I said, give me my lawyer. Haven't heard from y'all since then, ever. Well, now y'all go hear from me. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose. 
due to allergies. Astapro and go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I work hard and worked hard as long as I can remember to let a doped out ex-girlfriend that I left because of that gonna come and try to ruin my life because she sees me doing good. No, no. And I'm sure half y'all, almost probably all of y'all know who it is. And if you don't, you'll see soon enough bad thing is the week they come and question me she's on the front page of the hard times for stealing from walmart and banned from every walmart in the united states what is that you know i mean come on yeah i did my dirt i've been a bad boy when i was young i'm 45 years old and for you to put my mom in it it would have never nothing been said, but you wait till a couple months after my mom passes to put her in it. That's what cost you. We'll cut this short because I'm gonna go to work. But let me tell y'all one last thing. They ain't all good. I can promise you. They ain't near about all of them good. I spent 30 years fighting for nothing, over a lie. Mr. Woods, Mr. Sandy, I'll be seeing y'all pretty soon. I'm out of town right now working. As soon as I get in, I'll be there to see y'all. This needs to be stopped. This is ruining my life. Y'all know how big our town is. You got 1,200 people with that in a K-12 school. And you want to accuse me of this and put me on a national podcast and actually mention my name? Really? I don't think... It's all... Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. 
and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I got a whole lot of sense. I mean, you really gonna let somebody add my name on your podcast? Oh, don't worry. I got five people I'm paying to watch your podcast. I don't watch it at all. I got five people watching it, I promise you. Every time anything's said to me. And because of your podcast... People have been messaging me. Oh, this. Oh, that. Well, guess what? Those have been photoshopped, too, and the lawyer has them. So, I'm going to let all y'all go to work. Y'all have a great day. Y'all be hearing more from me, I'm sure. Love all y'all. It's kind of strange. My first live video is something that has dramatically changed my life for nothing. Y'all, there's some haters in this world. If you're doing good, don't let them see you're doing good because they're going to hate for nothing. Y'all have a great day. Love y'all. All All right, so that's Mr. Burns, David Anthony Burns, throwing... You know, he's going to Photoshop me and, um, you know, he's coming from my wallet and all this good shit, right? And then I'm, going to ta- I'm about to take my two boys fishing with Calvin, Calvin Duvall and Duvall's Cajun Charters. And you know, it's early. Shit, it's not even daylight. And this idiot gets on there and makes all these threats. Well, guess what? Uh, federal marshalists and all that shit. Mm, I already knew it was coming. I didn't respond to the video because I knew... He was being taken to the grand jury within the week. In fact, and one another trip down here for me, I drove in, not only the protest. Y'all, I'm going to go back to it. I came in for the protest that day we did for Philip Terrell. Uh, I came back for to be a speaker at the victims uh, night that Miss Stephanie runs every year. I came and did another victims walk and stuff like that. But I knew Anthony Burns was being taken. I can't tell you how I knew it, but it was taken to the grand jury. And he was. And then, so I'm in town waiting on the results of the grand jury. If they don't bill him, okay, they don't bill him. If they bill him, his ass is going to jail. So they, I come in once again on my own dollar to uh, await the terms of the grand jury. Because I know if, 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 if they indict him, I know what's about to happen. So I'm going to play this for you. 
word that 43-year-old David Anthony Burns of Boise was arrested this afternoon and has been charged with second-degree murder. Right now, we have Brooke Buford live outside the courthouse to tell us more about the latest break in this case. Brooke. Al, certainly a major development in a cold case dating back to 2004. The Alexandria Police Department has made an arrest in the murder of Courtney Coco, arresting David Anthony Burns. He's 43 of boys today. He's being charged with second-degree murder. And as we just learned from the district attorney himself, that Burns was actually indicted this morning by a grand jury. Joining me now is District Attorney Philip Terrell. Tell me how this came to be. Brooke, um... First, I want to compliment the Alexandria Police Department and the, uh, all of my people at the DA's office. Uh, this has been a, a very difficult case. It's been a tough case. It's an old case uh, that um, the APD has worked, and the Sheriff's Office both, have worked very hard on um, to, uh, to bring to its appropriate conclusion. Um, I want to compliment the Alexandria Police Department for not bowing to political pressure and to um, um, staying the path and finding, ending up with the right result. Courtney was 19 when she went missing, uh, when, she, when her body was found in 2004. There's been so much publicity about this case, most recently a podcast, and yes. I know you're very well familiar with that. A lot of people in the community wanting justice for so long. Can you give an explanation of why it has taken this long? Well, Brooke, first of all, I can't compliment. I can't. I can't really talk about the, the specifics of the case because I don't want to do anything to compromise the, the integrity of the case because we waited so long and worked so hard to get it to this point. It was. I'll, I, suffice it to say, it was a very old case. The evidence was old. Um, it's a tough case, and the um, the. The Alexandria police did a phenomenal job in staying the course and, and waiting until the appropriate time to make the arrest. So talk about the next steps. A bond hearing, I'm sure, coming yes. up, arraignment coming up. When should we see some movement in this case? I think you'll see some movement pretty soon. Uh, I would expect that um, he, um, his attorney would be filing a, a, a bond hearing pretty soon, and we're ready to go forward. Thank you, Philip. And again, prosecuting this case will be Special Prosecutor Hugo Holland and Lee Hall. We are awaiting information about who will represent Burns. When we get that information, we'll let you know. And we're also still awaiting his mugshot. He has just been processed into the jail. That generally takes about an hour before we see some movement there. Live in Alexandria, Brooke Buford, News Channel 5, your local station. Al. All right, y'all. So there you go. So on April the 8th, 2021, um, Mr. Burns, you were coming for me. Sorry, sorry. Mr. Burns, you were coming for me. They came and click, click, got you. So, y'all, I don't know if you're aware. I think he was at his work, and they were, you know, uh, went in and, 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 and scooped him up and handcuffed him, and that's the way it rolls, right? So, uh, Phillips Trail, of course, you heard he didn't want to have any kind of fucking mention on the podcast. She asked about the podcast. He didn't mention it. He doesn't um, like me at all, and that's, fuck it, I don't care. That's fine. Uh, um, I don't have, by the way, I don't have anything against these people personally. And by these people, I mean the, the people that work in the district attorney's office, et cetera. I had something against Philip Terrell. I had an ax to grind because he wouldn't hold his word with Miss Stephanie. All right, so I'm going to play you another one. This is for uh, KLB on April 13th, which is the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, four days after. Uh, Burns the rest, and we'll see what they say here. 
And welcome back here on KALB. We do have an update for you in the Courtney Coco case. You remember that she was a young lady who went missing uh, many, many years ago. And now an arrest has been made in the case. Are we going to Brooke for this? Okay, sorry, just checking with. Let me go ahead and get you guys some of the updated information on this arrest. This just came down from the city of Alexandria. Alexandria police have made an arrest in the Courtney Coco murder investigation. 43-year-old David Anthony Burns of Boyce was arrested this afternoon and charged with second-degree murder. Detective Tanner Dryden, who was assigned to that cold case investigation in October of 2018, is the one who's being credited with making that arrest. And this is a story that has been around for quite a while, as you know, uh, happened in the early 2000s, and there's been a lot said about this case. Our Brooke Buford is also on this case and is live right now over at the Rapids Parish Courthouse. Let's go ahead and send it over to Brooke. Al, this is some breaking news to say the least. We've just learned from Alexandria Police. They have just confirmed that an arrest has been made in the unsolved murder of Courtney Coco. This has been a cold case dating back to 2004. Police have confirmed that they have arrested David Anthony Burns. He's 43 of Boyce. He was arrested uh, this afternoon and charged with second-degree murder. And they added to that fact that Detective Tanner Dryden, he was assigned to that cold case investigation in October of 2018, made that arrest for some backstory on this case. It dates back to October of 2004. Courtney Coco was 19 years old. Her body was found in an abandoned building in Winnie, Texas. She was last seen by her mother two days prior. An autopsy came back negative at the time for a cause of death. This has been a cold case that has been in the news for many years. Also the subject of a, a very popular podcast that a lot of people have been following. A lot of the public calling for an arrest in this case today. We're told it finally happened. Uh, Joining us tonight at 6 will be District Attorney Philip Terrell. We've also reached out to the Alexandria Police Department's interim chief to see if he wants to join us. But again, an arrest has been made in that cold case for the murder of Courtney Coco. Al? All right, thanks a lot, Brooke. I know that a lot of the details are just coming in right now. Of course, we'll have more, but certainly for the family of Courtney So, y'all, there we go. Now he's arrested and... I'm in town, right? I'm celebrating with the family. The, uh, you know, it's great. It, uh, love, right? Finally, an arrest. Yeah, this is 16 years later, okay? This is how long this fucking battle went for. They arrested him. So I guess that was the 13th. And on the 14th, the family releases this statement. And I'm going to play it for you. So stick with me. I'm doing all this in the chronological order for a reason. All right, so the video isn't popping up. But again, this is from KLB. I'm going to read it to you. Courtney Coco's family released a statement after arrest and murder case. The family members shared that they have waited 16 agonizing years for this day to come. The family of Courtney Coco, and I'm sorry. First, we would like to thank God. This arrest is an answer to many prayers. We have waited 16 agonizing years for this day to come. To our family members and the many supporters who have never given up on helping us fight this very long, hard journey for justice, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. Our family would like to thank Woody Overton with Real Life Real Crime for investigating Courtney's case when it was listed as a cold case and not being worked. He then solved our murder in only seven short weeks and turned it over his findings to APD. And we thank Detective Tanner Dryden and Carla Wistine for agreeing to take this case and their many hours of hard work they put 
in to get us here and finally make the rest our family's been waiting on. We have the utmost confidence in the special assistant DA, Hugo Holland, will get a full conviction and Courtney will finally get the justice she deserved 16 years ago. Thank you, the Coco family. Okay? Very important. This family's had nothing but class the whole way through, y'all. Uh, nothing but class. And uh, now I'm, I'm going to play you the video for the indictment. Y'all, this is what they're, they're saying he's being charged with. In other news, the indictment for David Anthony Burns, the boy's man charged with second-degree murder for the 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco, has been unsealed. Burns was arrested Tuesday after a Rapids Parish grand jury returned a true bill in the cold case. Coco's body was discovered in an abandoned building over in Winnie, Texas, back in October of 2004. Her case was ruled a homicide and sat cold for nearly 17 years before Alexandria police arrested Burns this week. The indictment reads that Burns, quote, killed a human being, Courtney Coco, when he had the specific intent to kill and inflict great bodily harm, and he killed her during the preparation and attempted preparation perpetration of a simple robbery even though he had no specific intent to kill and inflict great bodily harm the case has been assigned to judge mary doggett defense attorney information is not available just yet in the clerk of court system and there's no date yet for an arraignment okay so y'all the next thing that happens of course i'm in town for all this and i would leave he's under arrest um then they they have his arraignment on April the 23rd. I come back for this so I can sit with Miss Steffi in the courtroom because I told her I would be there every step of the way until the we got we got a guilty verdict. And I did it. it, it in other news, 43-year-old David Anthony Burns pleaded not guilty to second-degree murder this morning for the 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco. Burns has been assigned a public defender. Courtney's mother, grandmother, aunts, cousins, and other family members, as well as Woody Overton, the host of the podcast that helped reignite her case, sat in the front row. After Burns entered his plea, he told Judge Greg Beard, quote, as of yesterday, my physical body was murdered. He was quickly ushered out. Courtney's mother, who has been fighting for nearly 17 years to get the case solved, talked about how emotional today was for the family. It's like a, a breath of fresh air. We have waited 16 and a half years to get to this point, and it's a, a step in the right direction. Burns is being represented by Chris LaCour. He told the court he had retained counsel in Baton Rouge. But there was some uncertainty about who exactly that person was. Now, the case is being prosecuted by Hugo Holland for the DA's office. A pretrial is set for August 11th. Okay, y'all. So, again, we're back. I'm back in Rapids again. And it's, it's about three and a half hours from my home. And I'm back here. I was here for every single motion, every single hearing, except for one when I was in Alabama getting my continuing education at a polygraph conference. And another one when I was out of the country. All right. And this just goes on and on. The, the, he pleads not guilty on, the, on April 23rd, June the 7th. They have a case update and a bond reduction hearing. I mean, it's just, you wonder why these fucking cases take so long. So Chris LaCour uh, ended up being David Anthony Burns' lawyer, and Hugo Holland was a special prosecutor. Y'all stay tuned to my my episodes because I'm going to tell you what I think about both of them. 
Switching gears here in Alexandria, David Anthony Burns, he's the man accused of killing Courtney Coco back in 2004, was back in court today attempting to reduce his bond. It's part of that detective, uh, Tanner Dryden, took the stand revealing that Burns was arrested almost 17 years after the murder when the detective located a witness over in Texas who claims he saw Burns backing out of the building where Coco's body was later found. Dryden stated that Burns was first named as a suspect back in 2011 after telling three people that he was involved in Coco's death. He says at the time, there was no other evidence to arrest Burns on until the witness was found. That witness claims he was driving in Winnie, Texas in October of 2004 when a man almost backed a car into his. He remembered the car and part of the license plate with Louisiana tags that was later made public when Coco's body was found. He later identified Burns out of the lineup as the driver of that car. In court, Detective Dryden also said that he believes Coco was killed at her home in Alexandria, asphyxiated with a pillow, her body wrapped in a comforter, and later dumped over in Texas. That comforter was never found, but Dryden said he came to that conclusion through the statements provided by people who claim Burns confessed to them. Judge Mary Doggett denied the move to reduce his bond to $50,000, citing his criminal record. Dryden's testimony and the grand jury indictment. It's going to stay at $500,000 for second-degree murder. He's said to be back in court in August. Okay, y'all, so that was the first bond hearing, and, and there were several of them. I might have to cut it down for time. That was on June 7th. We'll come back December the 6th. This is in 2021. In another bond hearing. New tonight, David Anthony Burns, the man accused of killing Courtney Coco back in 2004, appeared in court today requesting a reduction on his $500,000 bond. Judge Mary Doggett deferred her decision on a bond reduction until January 31st, when a trial date will be set for the case as well. This is the second time that Burns has appeared in court for a bond reduction, and Judge Doggett denied that first request back in June. Now, during today's appearance, Burns' attorney, Christopher LaCour, argued that holding Burns on the $500,000 bond was, quote, cruel, given the lack of hard evidence against Mr. Burns. LaCour also shared that he's filing a motion to suppress the witness that led to Burns' arrest earlier this year, and that would be the person that claims that they saw Burns backing out of the building where Courtney Coco's body was found in Winnie, Texas. Y'all wait until I tell you in the trial episodes, and I'm doing it, everything from jury selection all through all the wit, uh, opening arguments and the witnesses and all the way to the end. And so you're going to get a bunch of those. The, uh, the, you wouldn't believe the shit that goes on. And I'll tell you about that guy, Jude Wilson, who actually saw him backing out from the, from the dump site. And I'm going to play this next one. This, this is from, uh, this is LaCour trying to file a motion to, to, squash the Jude Wilson, I believe it's Jude Wilson's identification of David Anthony Burns. I just wanted to do this episode again today to say thank you, but I wanted to tell y'all how many times we've been to court over this asshole and how many times I've driven in to do this over and over again. Coverage, David Anthony Burns, the man charged with second-degree murder for the 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco, has filed a motion to quash the case in Rapids Parish. According to the request submitted by Burns' attorney, Chad Gio, there's no evidence to suggest that Coco's killing occurred in Rapids Parish, and therefore Rapids Parish is an improper venue for the case. Coco's body was discovered in an abandoned building in Winnie, Texas. The request also states that the only thing the court has pointed to to suggest Coco's killing occurred in Rapids 
Lafitte's parish was the fact her house was in disarray and her bedroom comforter was missing. There's no word on when this hearing will take place, but Burns is scheduled to be in court on Monday. So we came in just for that motion, right? And, okay, just it's just the, that was on uh, January 26th. Come back January 31st and to set a trial date, right? And you think, oh, good, finally we're going to get something done. And it's not always how it works. I want you to think about this family coming in every time, every time, me and the family coming in every time for the same shit in court. Top story, a trial date's been set for August 8th for David Anthony Burns, the boy's man charged with second-degree murder for the October 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco. Coco's family lined the first two rows of the courtroom this morning for a series of motions that were set to be heard in the case. Of particular note, they were joined by Thomas Cootie Sr., the father of Thomas Cootie Jr., whose case was finally resolved over the weekend with a guilty verdict for second-degree murder and obstruction of justice for his estranged wife, Kayla Giles. Some of the major motions filed by the defense attorneys, Christopher LaCour and Chad Gio, include ones to suppress the lineup of which Burns was picked from. The defense needs to subpoena a man in Texas for that. So it'll continue until April 11th. There are also two different motions to quash. One- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Having to do with the bill of particulars and another based off an argument that the case is in the wrong jurisdiction and should be based in Texas. Those are set for April 11th as well. And Assistant District Attorney Brian Mosley filled in for Special Prosecutor Hugo Holland today. Those matters are being heard before Judge Mary Doggett. So y'all, again, that was another, they set the trial date that time for August the 8th, we think we're going. Uh, Mr. Mosley is, a, is an assistant district attorney for the Rapids Parish Sheriff's Office. He's, he's a class man. Uh, I like him. Uh, I think he's fair. Uh, not that it really matters, but I, I, I like him. I think he's a good guy. And um, again, I don't have any bones, you know, to, to squash to to pick with him so we come back on march the 29th y'all where there were witnesses question and so it's another trip back another time the family has to go into the courtroom and and every time they're there he's in the courtroom y'all and so they have to look at the killer of courtney coco and sorry no that and they have to look at him, sit there. And don't you know they were sick to the stomach having to look at him? And he never would look at him or look at me. And it's just over and over and over and over again. This has been a, such a long battle. Switching gears here, the public defender who represents David Anthony Burns, the voice man charged with second-degree murder for the 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco, is asking a judge to reconsider reducing his $500,000 bond. Christopher LaCour believes an affidavit from the state's eyewitness who reported seeing Burns driving Coco's vehicle near the abandoned building where her body was found in Winnie, Texas, quote, directly contradicts. LaCour filed a memorandum last week on the matter, and within it, he argues that in the affidavit, which was signed October 
October 8th of 2004. The witness claims to have seen the vehicle on September 27th of 2004, but believes that observation was a full week earlier than that was deduced by APD detective uh, by the APD detective on the case, at which time Coco was still alive. LaCour also argues that the witness never saw Burns' face when he identified him as a suspect, and that any person he would have selected from a lineup would have been, quote, suggestive. LaCour believes the witness either committed perjury when he signed the affidavit or will perjure himself on the stand. The witness has been subpoenaed for an April 11th hearing. Let me tell you something, Christopher LaCour, I'm going to tell you all about this cat uh, during all the, the, the trial shit. I have never seen, never seen such a piece of work as him, and I don't mean it in a fucking good way. And he's an attorney. He can sue me if he fucking wants to. I don't care. Uh, so that was March 29th. Um, and then we're coming to April 11th, uh, um, back in town again, cause they keep calling these next, next court date, next court date. And so we roll back into court again and again and again. So yeah, Christopher LaCour, you wait until the trial episodes till you hear how this guy worked and the things that he said and, and the try, things he tried to say about Courtney and the family members and all that, you will be pissed. Even the, I'm, I'm going to play what, what he said last night on, at the, on the end of this one. All right, well, our top story here tonight, a Rapids Parish judge has denied a motion by defense attorneys for David Anthony Burns to quash his second-degree murder indictment based off a of belief that the murder of Courtney Coco may not have happened in Rapids Parish. Today, Judge Mary Doggett heard testimony from Detective Tanner Dryden, the APD detective who arrested Burns last April for the 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco. Dryden told the court that the Alexandria Police Department has no evidence to believe that Coco was killed in Winnie, Texas, where her body was found in October of 2004. He attributed that to the way her body was posed and a lack of evidence in the abandoned building that her body was discovered in. Dryden said that the last place APD can put her as being alive was in Rapids Parish, and they believe she died of asphyxiation. And he said that they have evidence that her car could have been used to transport her body via her trunk. And phone records have her in Rapids Parish the last day that she was seen, and they believe that Coco was already when her phone was used in Houston just days later. Dryden said that the home that Coco was living in here in Rapids Parish was in disarray and that the comforter was missing from her bed. DNA is currently being tested on the outer trunk latch of her car, and Dryden also testified that five people claimed that they heard Burns confess to killing Coco, and the five gave a location of her house as the spot that she was murdered. And the defense had planned to call a witness from Texas who said that he spotted Coco's car in Winnie, Texas, and picked him out of a lineup. That testimony has been delayed until May 11th. Imagine that, right? Another delay. And again, I'm going to tell you all about Mr. LaCour, or I must just call him LaCour because he's, uh, I shouldn't even give him that fucking respect. But I'm also going to tell you on the other side about uh, Hugh Holland, who is, who is, who is a, beast and uh, uh, a warrior in his own way but all that's gonna be in the court episodes but here we go we're going again right trial supposed to be y'all I, I don't even think i have fucking time to play all of these now um so, uh, the all right so i'll go to that was um the motion on april 11th on may the 11th we turn back around we come back and guess what happens the they, he's doing a motion to get his bond reduced which was half a million dollars. 
You need your vehicle and, fixed right And, now. you know, fuck that. I'm going to just save you the time. He did the motion to reduce to get his, his bond, and it, it was granted. I think they reduced it to 250000 Guess what? He still didn't get out. The uh, So we'll skip that one. And then comes on Ju- July 21st, uh, not even a month later, it was a motion for granted grant for a speedy trial. Let's LaCour wanted a speedy trial. He's, oh, well, I want a trial, I want a trial, da 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 Well, I guess so, right? And But you got to listen to the courtroom episodes. I took down every single word that was said or tried to uh, shorthand, every single word. It is broken down into sections, and you will hear shit like you've never seen in any movie ever. Let's play you this one. Rapids Parish Judge Mary Doggett has granted two motions in the case of 46-year-old David Burns of Boyce, who's charged with second-degree murder for the October 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco of Alexandria. Burns's defense attorney, Christopher LaCour, argued for Judge Doggett to grant their motion for a speedy trial after claiming he found out on social media in June that prosecutor Hugo Holland had asked for a continuance due to a scheduling he conflict found out with another trial that's real life for crime, y'all. Holland is the prosecutor on the Ebony Sanye case, which Judge Doggett is also presiding over. And according to Judge Doggett, the state was working on expanding the jury pool and bringing on a new judge. Although Holland was not in court today, the court brought up a conference meeting with Judge Doggett and the prosecution from May, where Holland had promised to not file for a continuance if LaCour did not file a motion for a speedy trial. Prosecutor Brian Mosley introduced an email exchange between LaCour and Holland, indicating the conflict, which LaCour did not reply to, but LaCour said he ignored the email because Holland had already made a verbal promise to not file for a continuance. LaCour said that in this profession, all you have is your word, and he, quote, won't make that mistake with Mr. Holland ever again. Judge Doggett granted the motion for a speedy trial, which must take place within 120 days of the motion, and despite the defense's, quote, vehement objection, Doggett also granted a new October 24th trial date. All right, y'all, so... Again, LaCour, he, the one thing that's consistent through all the episodes I'm going to play you on the on the trial is this cat, the rules don't apply to him, okay? He just thinks, hey, well, fuck, I didn't have to do that. Or, Yana, I didn't know about that. Hey, motherfucker, you're a lawyer. Figure it out. So, anyway, whatever. So, now the trial's been set for October 24th, which was another trip. And then on September 28th, they come out with this new suspective motive and y'all this is i mean you know it's hard enough on this family and everything that's going on but then you hear all the stuff that was said and try i'm not saying it wasn't true or whatever but it's just fucking hard and my heart breaks for these people um but again it's another trip to rapids parish another time having to look at david anthony burns sit there and just some continuing coverage just one month away from when his trial is set to begin. An additional motion was filed in the case of 46-year-old David Anthony Burns, who's charged with second-degree murder for the October 2004 death of 19-year-old Courtney Coco. Yesterday, Rapids Parish Judge Mary Doggett admitted into evidence a 404B motion filed by the prosecution, which included a photo of Coco's home and a photo of her socked feet. The defense gave no objection to the motion. Doggett noted for the record that what the motion alleges is a sexual relationship between Coco and Burns, and that evidence would be allowed in if properly introduced during the trial. 
The 404B motion claims that information provided in discovery, quote, proves that the defendant was having a sexual relationship with the victim at the time of her disappearance, despite the fact that he was dating the victim's sister. It goes on to suggest that Burns had motive to kill Coco, suggesting he is a spurred lover of based off the position her body was found in. Burns' trial is set to begin October 24th. Okay, y'all, so here we go. Now, that's that's Hugh Holland. And look, the prosecution doesn't have to prove a, a, a motive, okay? that's and They just don't. They just have to prove that the crime occurred. But he's filing uh, to get that in. And then we come uh, to the trial week, and I have another one from October 24th, jury selection set. I was there. You're going to get episodes on that. It was two days of what they call voir dire, and so interesting. You'll never believe what people do to get out of jury duty, but then what goes on, this actual selection process, I bet you you don't know about. And it's not like it is in the movies. It's not like you've seen on TV where they question everybody, but I've got it all. And, and you won't believe the shit that you hear on there, especially when it comes to real life, real crime, the podcast. That the courtroom was singing with it, all right? And then the jury selection uh, on the 25th, the 26th, open arguments. Each one of these is broken down into an episode for y'all, and, and I'm going to be releasing it. And then it talks about day one, day two, day three, and on day four, the state rest. But this is one I'm going to play for you. This is one we were waiting for for 18 years. This is one the family had been waiting for for 18 years. So they bring it back in. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The jury had been out, right? They bring him back in and they bring everybody back in the court. And I'm like, holy shit. And, and I'm sitting on the front row holding the Stephanie's hand all the way against almost to the wall. And I'm like, it's only been like an hour and 15 minutes since they got charged. That's what the judge gives them their instructions. And I'm like, you know, generally the faster the jury comes back, the better it is for the prosecution. And by the way, I've never lost a murder trial uh, um, that I've been involved in. Or that was my case. They come back. I'm holding Miss Stephanie's hand, and everybody's got their head down, praying hard. I'm watching David Anthony Burns, and those words came out, and the and the clerk stood up and said, "We, the 
uh, was reading the jury's findings. We, the jury, find David Anthony Burns guilty, second-degree murder. Boy, as soon as they said guilty, Burns slumped over like he'd been kicked in the nuts. Uh, You should have had a Photoshoppy of that. And then he was shaking his head side to side. And then, of course, everybody on our side is crying. I'm trying not to cry. Uh, Miss Stephanie is bawling her eyes out. And, and Mr. Bobby leans across and says, hey, don't give that boy any more of your tears. And so I, I tried not to cry in a courtroom. And look, I, I was freaking emotional. And then, you know, the court clears. They they polled the jury and all that. All 12 of them said, yes, that's my verdict. Yes, he's guilty. So they saw through all the court's bullshit, but you got to hear the bullshit. you got to hear all the witness testimonies. I've never seen anything like I've seen in this trial. I'm bringing it to you on real life, real crime. But we go, we leave in the courtroom. I left like almost last. And there's a little uh, area outside the thing. And, and it's where all the families gathered, right outside the courtroom. And um, people were hugging Stephanie or whatever. And they said something. Uh, Miss Stephanie was saying thank you or whatever. And then she grabbed me. And, and she said, and you, Woody. And everybody started cheering and, and, and clapping. And it did make me cry. And, uh, uh, I mean, but there was no reporters and everybody up there. It was just me and the family and, and the supporters, the lifers that were there. And it was a very, very beautiful moment for me. I don't do it for the praise. I did it for the justice for his family. And I told Miss Stephanie from the beginning that I was going to be there. And I was. Every one of them. And, and uh, it's important. You know, it's important. And, and, and all the shit that they've done to me and tried to do to me and, and the threats and, and the physical things that have been done, I'm going to release it all. And, and including the last week, they fucked with me or tried to fuck with me. But I'm going to burn their ass down on the episode called War. But when they, that crowd cheered for me and me and Stephanie hugging, one of the proudest moments I've ever had in my entire life besides marrying my wife and my children being born. But then we go downstairs, y'all, um, and the news is waiting. And this is the, this is what was played. And it was just absolutely beautiful. Everybody's still crying. I mean, I wasn't crying at the point. I'm trying to, you know, not tear up and stuff. But uh, I stood to the side while Miss Stephanie was doing this video on purpose. It was her moment, not mine. Has been found guilty by a Rapids Parish jury of second degree murder for the October 2004 death of 19 year old Courtney Coco of Alexandria. Burns was accused of smothering Coco, who was his fiance's sister, and dumping her body in Winnie, Texas. Here's Alex Ornchuk with reaction from the family. That's right. The jury deliberated for an hour and a half before unanimously delivering a guilty verdict. The family cried as the verdict was read and Burns shook his head. The trial itself lasted three days, but Courtney's mother, Stephanie Belgard, says she's been waiting 18 years for justice for her daughter. It was, it was music to my ears. I could just hear all the angels singing in heaven. Sorry. I'm just so happy and sad. And I did it all for her. She deserved it. I can't even explain how I feel right now. It's, it's I'm, I'm happy, but I'm, I'm sad because I don't have my child. But I got her justice that I promised her. Kneeling at her grave almost exactly 18 years ago today. Rapids Parish District Attorney Philip Terrell said his office didn't let media or political pressure affect the speed in which the case was prosecuted and that it was done the right way. Uh, and 
Hugo did a fantastic job in trying this case. He's been uh, extremely organized. Johnny Giordano and our officers worked with him in connection with that and tried the case with him. Um, and it was a, a, did just a phenomenal, phenomenal job on this case. And uh, I'm excited that after 18 years, we were able to bring uh, justice uh, to Courtney Coco um, um, and, and convict um, um, the defendant uh, of, of, her, of murdering her. Um, and justice is finally being served in this case. Defense attorney Christopher LaCour said he was surprised at the verdict, even saying he was in shock. It was one inconsistent statement after inconsistent statement after inconsistent statement. But I believe that uh, the sympathy of the family and them crying, I, I think this was a sympathy verdict. And I think some of those jurors had their minds made up already. This case was truly tried for political reasons. The last election, we all know, the person who ran against the DA's office ran on being a victim's advocate. Now all of a sudden they trying a case that has no there's not one iota of proof that he did it. David Burns will be sentenced on November 28th, and a conviction of second-degree murder in Louisiana carries an automatic sentence of life in prison. Back to you. All right, so let me tell you this. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I stood out of the way. The Ms. Stephanie, there's a longer video. If y'all want to go to KLB News, um, especially under Brooke, uh, Brooke uh, uh, Buford, the there's more to it but you know miss stephanie pulled me on camera uh, her mama got to talk miss Anna got to talk and um tanner dryden got to get in and you know and it's not about getting on camera y'all but i'm just telling what happened at that little mini press conference but the fact that lacour says it's a sympathy verdict and never mentions courtney's name fuck you lacour and i'm gonna say everything i gotta say y'all he's he's saying this case was tried only for political reasons wait until you hear what he says uh, uh it, it's not hey it's not because you're an idiot and your fucking client's guilty and committed murder right no no it's everybody else's fault but LaCour's and David Anthony Burns blame it on, on, on everything else I'm gonna give it to you in each and every single episode when you get done hearing this shit this some bitch said you're gonna shit your pants and the, the but it's broken up over voir dire two jury selection ones Opening arguments, and this could be all witnesses. Then this could be closing arguments, and and what you hear today is guilty, 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 automatic life in prison, bitch. Second degree murder, automatic life, no chance of probation or parole. Suck on that, right? Hey, for you fucking haters, fuck yourselves. David Anthony Burns is going to prison for the rest of his life for murdering Courtney Coco. And yes, this shit should have happened 18 years ago. But you know what? God works in mysterious ways, and he's going. And no, it ain't no sympathy vote, okay? Y'all stay tuned for the episodes. I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart. I know the family thanks you. Oh, and stay tuned. Patreon of Convicts, thank you again. I couldn't be here doing it. Stay tuned for that episode. When I tell you the shit, the war that's been going on, for these three or four years that I've never been able to say anything about. And I'm not going to release it to the general public because my lawyer is involved and I'm, I'm going to have my own photoshoppies. We'll say, how about that? Photoshoppies, right? Fuck that. I got my evidence and I'm going to burn some motherfuckers to the ground. But more importantly, it's about, we got justice with Courtney Coco lifers. You did it. Mr. Hugh Holland, you're a beast, sir. 
fucking great, great, probably absolutely the best I've ever seen. In the beginning of the trial, I thought he might be up in the top echelon of prosecutors I've seen. By the middle of the trial, I thought it was tied. By the end, I'm going to tell you right now, Hugo Holland is the single best prosecutor. And by that, y'all, I don't mean somebody that stands there and takes pleas all day. I'm talking about somebody who goes to war in a courtroom, and it's a war. It's 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 almost like a movie. It's, it's almost like playing chess. It's it's a match. You got to outthink your opponent and all that, which that isn't hard to do on Mr. Lacour. But but Lacour through all this different stuff that Holland had to respond to. It's all going to be in the episodes. Mr. Hugo Holland, sir, my hat's off to you. God bless you. And and you keep fighting the good fight. And all lifers, thank you so much for supporting us. Y'all go listen to the series. They're going to be dropping over the next couple of weeks. You're going to hear shit that you've never dreamed you would hear in your entire life and how our legal system works. We got Justice for Courtney Coco this Friday. There'll be no more hashtag Justice for Courtney Coco. It's hashtag We Got Justice for Courtney Coco. I love y'all. Lopa, I can't even do Lopa today. Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, go sign up, be an organ donor. I love y'all. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crown, the podcast. Hey, Anthony Burns, you shouldn't have let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You running so Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.